Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. One of my favorite times of the week. We got the Wexinator, Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. And he's going to sit down and have a little chat with us. Wex, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. Thanks for the intro. That's very kind of you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got to ask you right off the top of my flat head. All right. You got a Joe Green jersey, a Jack Lambert warm-up jacket, or a Kenny Pickett football he used in his very first game or very first start. Uh, wh- which one would you take? I'm going to go with the Lambert warm-up jacket. Is this a trick question? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean that'll that'll keep me warmer. There you, you know, go. Jack's, Jack's really cool. Joe Green doesn't like me, and <laughs> Kenny Pickett's football. I don't care. I mean, what am I? I my hands are as small as him. I can't grip that thing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you're, you're hot already, baby. I tell you. All right. Now, second question: What's Mike gonna do? With the Wizard of Boz and Matt Wright. Because Matt Wright, you know, after he shanked a couple in the first time out, you know, guy's been spot on, 10 in a row. And uh, the Wizard of Boz, 12 of 16. What do you think? Huh. I got to I gotta take my 10 in a row and, and say thank you. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to – I mean, I think it's a good chess move. Take the 10 in a row, and, uh, put it in your pocket, move on to your better kicker. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Wizard but, of Oz. I mean, it, it, it's, it's all dependent on uh, his health. Yes, I mean, if of it's course. A groin injury, you know. Yes. Yeah, you, you have to worry. You, you can't be, you can't go into the playoffs without the boss, right? No, no, no. You got to get him healthy. No doubt about it. And Wesley, I know. What would you take? Number one, I got to ask Wesley the Joe Green jersey, Jack Lambert warm up jacket, or the Kenny Pickett football. And then which, which kick are you picking? All right. I also have small hands, so <laughs> you guys. I'm going I'm going mean Joe. I mean the, don't get me wrong, the, the Lambert jacket would be cool and it's probably more wearable, but but I gotta go with mean Joe. I think the the first one the you know, if you're if you're making the if you're doing the classic Steelers Mount Rushmore conversation, right? He's probably the first name that that's chiseled on there. Um I think the foremost face of the franchise, maybe most synonymous with the Steelers franchise, although obviously Noel and Bradshaw and Lambert are, are in that conversation as well too. But I'm going mean Joe, can't beat it, and I'm uh, I'm putting that thing in a shadow box and I'm showing it off to every person that walks in my house. <laughs> All right. And then, then kicker, yeah, I'm 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 with Wex on this one. Um, I need uh I, I need Boswell back. As soon as as soon as he's able, big tip of the cap, or as Heinz Ward would say, right, take your cap off and give it to him. Um, he's 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 ever ever since that first performance that was a little rocky, right? He's he's been he has been everything the Steelers have needed him to be in relief. 
Um, but I'm not ready to, to, to Wally Pip anybody yet, so I'm going back to Boz as soon as I can. All right. The only thing you didn't get in there, uh, Wes, is that uh, the Steelers have their hands cut out for them this week. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's the one, baby. That's another one. What, That's another Heinz, yeah. Wes, what, some of the euphemisms or the malaprops that you – have probably listened to, especially from me. But I mean, think about some of your your favorite ones from the locker room. You got any favorites besides what uh, well, we just mentioned? I, oh, there's you know a hundred thousand of them. But I'll just <laughs> I'll just give you the one that I I, I just cut from my. I, I do trivia questions for um, uh, Reagan uh, with the Steelers okay. every week, and uh, the one I uh, uh, I just cut that didn't make the cut was what did Heinz Ward tell Bart Scott when Bart Scott threatened to kill him during a game? <laughs> you won't. The two choices are um, you better look over your own shoulder or B, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better look over your own shoulder. I'm going with join the club. Uh, join the club. <laughs> yeah. Join the club. Oh. And, and did, did Heinz uh, – when Heinz heard there was a bounty uh, on him uh, before the, what was it, the 2008 game, was he over under 100 yards receiving? Uh, over. Know. Over. Over, absolutely. And most of it was over the middle. Like, I mean, where's his bounty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is anyone going to hit me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I, did you like my assessment of having a Danish and a cup of Joe? While, while, or did you not listen to that while I was watching the, uh, a little bit of game film this morning, watching the Hogs? Yeah, I was doing my trivia questions. Oh, okay, so you just blew it off, right? I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm man. I'm, oh, you're I know talking you... about your column? No, no, no. I was talking about the uh, little diatribe that I was hitting Wesley with here a little earlier before you came on, just talking about the growth of the offensive line. And really what I loved was – I was pointing out individual aspects of physical play because that's always the key indicator when you got a good functioning offensive line. When you start throwing guys down, when you start pancaking guys, when you start getting three, four punches on a guy as he's trying to run the, the arc on you as an offensive tackle, that sort of thing. And I just really sat down, had a chance to really get a look at the, and gander at the end zone view and just was – for, you know, just enjoying the the guys getting uh, beat up out there. It's just it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch, and um, it, it's going to be even more fun to talk to these guys today. You know, uh, I remember the beginning of the year, Chooks Chooks was the only guy that had any decent games, and I right. talked to Chooks, and uh, Chooks, you know, he, what are you talking to me for? I thought you guys hated us. <laughs> you know, I said, "Come on, man!" I look back at the other reporters. I ain't them. Come on, man! I'm right. I'm, I'm 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 a nice guy. I'm a good dude. Come on, man! <laughs> yeah, you're a good dude. We do. Wait, you know how Chooks talks. Yeah. Wait, wait till I have a bad game. We'll see what a good dude you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, their, their, their attitude hopefully is a lot different now. They're they're coming around. It's nice to see. It is indeed, and uh, you know what. There's also you got this issue coming up. You know you got the Wizard of Oz. How how healed up is that groin? Or as we used to call it, call it back in the day, a, a pulled groin was referred to as a groan, because you know just like oh that hurts. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you got the Boz, you got Matt Wright. Um, I wonder if they can can they store him on the practice squad? Would would he be? Well, I tell you, Wolf, you're making a big deal out of this. I mean, it's a kicker. <laughs> well, you know what? I, 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 I got kickers, kickers on my mind. For the Hall of Fame, man. Well, I, I mean, this guy's made ten in a row, and they just played the team with the the best kick returner in the NFL. Right. And they had to kick off what six times, five times, right? And and he he can't even barely get it to the end zone, but still, Cordero Patterson did not return one kickoff. No, I don't know what else Wright has to do. It's okay if he has to kick. I mean, neither of them are Jason Tucker, right? Well, that's true. That's so true. you know, you get T.J. Just, Watt in is there. It you, Justin you get Tucker an or Jason. Side. Oh, man, you're calling me on no, this. No, come on, Wolf. Let him go. <laughs> that Tucker guy, that, yeah. yeah. Wolf, you are you have become the aficionado of kickers. <laughs> I mean. He's I what Pat actually... McAfee is to punters, but he's the kicker guy now, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell the difference between Morton and Gary Anderson, and you're, <laughs> you're Jan Stenerudin' me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good all right we'll move off of that we got another situation coming up you got a situation where the guy that they wanted william jackson a cornerback they went out and got and you know he how many did he get any practices in maybe even a couple before he ended up going down with a back injury and, well he one ahead. day he wore number 17 to practice and I remember it because it was an odd number, mm-hmm. and uh, he did not take the field, but he stood there on the sideline in his number 17. I didn't see him take the field. Okay. Okay. Uh, he may have, and then the next day, that was it. You yeah. know, well, after that practice, he told us his back was great, fine. Hmm. And then uh, for the next 12 weeks, it was not. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that he's going to help you much. I mean – if they can blow him out and he can get in, get some reps and at the end of the game. But, man, I can't see him being in shape, Wolf. Yeah. Can you? No, absolutely. Well, that's why Levi Wallace, I thought, has just been playing some solid ball. He's got three INTs and 11 passes, uh, passes defense. You know, I like the fact that Levi has come on now. I, I, he doinked up his shoulder a little bit there, made me a little bit worried. But I like this guy. I think this guy's got some good capabilities and – I hope that he's going to continue on the run that he's been on. Uh, I still say they need a shutdown corner. Yeah. They need they need their, their A.J. Terrell so they can shut down one guy and bracket the other. Um, and I like Levi. I want Levi on my team. Um, but if you're asking me if whether Joey Porter Jr. or uh, right. and uh, – and um, Cam Sutton are the corners next year. I, I'm all for that. I, I like Levi as my number three, and you know, or the number one until the rookie or whomever. I, mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I just think they need a cornerback, mm-hmm. a, a real cornerback. I, you know, Wolf, don't get me killed. I'm now, now I can't go over <laughs> talk to the corners today because of this. I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have got mixed up with this. <laughs> well, but like- anyway. I'm just talking and getting myself in trouble, actually. But uh, that that's my feeling. I, I like Levi a lot, but uh, – but. Right, okay. All right, so we take a look at the, uh, you know, the final five games. All right, you got two, two Ravens games. You got the Panthers, the Raiders, the Browns. I mean, you couldn't dial up much better except for the Ravens. Well, you're not unleashing hell in December yet, are you? I mean, no. we're taking one practice at a time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like 
Mike Tomlin's approach in 2022 instead of 2009. And, uh, you know, when he was talking, hey, we just want to have a good practice Wednesday and then have a good practice Thursday. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, you know, but yes, we can look ahead, Wolf, uh, <laughs> as long as they don't hear us. We can look ahead. But, um, you know, beating uh, the Ravens without Lamar, very real possibility at in Pittsburgh. That puts them at six and seven. And then up next is Carolina. What happens when you draw the, 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 maybe seven and seven, huh? Man, there's a real chance at seven and seven. Of course, one practice at a time. Right. (laughs) But I mean, I I almost stayed home from one of my daughter's soccer games in October because Brady was coming to town. And I thought, yeah, maybe they maybe a a book on a one in 16 team would would sell. So you're thinking of the dynamics of it right there, huh? Well, you have to look ahead a little bit. And, you know, they were one and four at the time. And I thought, you know, and my friend Mike pursued, I said, go to your girls' soccer game. Will you stop this? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but now that we're, we're, we're at least whispering about seven and seven, pretty interesting. Hmm. Well, I want to ask you, Wex, you know, can the Steelers, you just mentioned the seven and seven there, you know, when talking about Chris Boswell a few minutes ago, you said you're going to need him, you know, in the playoffs, referencing the playoffs there. I thought everybody missed that. (laughs) (laughs) To get to the playoff, right, to to get to seven and seven, to get to the postseason, to have this potential magical run here at the end of the year to do what none of us certainly expected uh, at times throughout September and October. uh, It feels like they're going to need TJ Watt to be a part of that, and he hasn't quite looked the same out there his his now granted his standard is a very high one reigning NFL defensive player of the year but what's your evaluation of TJ where's he at and is it you know kind of is this just where he's going to be at until he has time to get healthy this offseason or or maybe you optimistic that he can return to some of that form you know Wolf can answer the uh, injury connections a little better Uh, does it go from uh, um, does it go from a, a peck to a rib or did he just get busted in the ribs? And that's one question. The other one is I assume he's going to get into football shape soon because it still doesn't look like his, yeah. you know, his, his, his legs are in football shape. And the other thing is he might be trying to do too much. Um, and I think we saw some of that against the Falcons when he was giving up the corner a little bit to Mariota. Right. Uh, coming inside and tackling running backs instead of, I'm assuming he wasn't playing his responsibility. I could be wrong about that, but it looks like he's trying to do too much. And he he just has to be himself. And he just has to be in shape, which it has to be coming if it's not already here. And then, you know, just heal the ribs. You know, I'm just wondering how much, if any, um, you know, with that layoff, you know, the the ribs, they're they're tendered. Okay, I remember Gary Dunn, you know, the first – legitimate nose tackle for the Steelers when they shifted to the 3-4 in 1982. Terrific defensive lineman from the University of Miami and uh you know he's living he's living the the, the really rough life down in the Florida Keys. <laughs> I've vi- visited him there. Yes. I, Islamadora, right? Yeah. Yeah, Isla Morada. Now you got that's Islamador is when you've been there too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Dunny you know, I remember Dunny. Dunny uh, got shot in the ribs, and uh, you know, it, it's difficult. 
um, it's really difficult because anything with your arms over your head creates a problem. Uh, at times, if uh, you're coughing, it creates a problem. <laughs> at times, if you're taking care of um, basic duties of, and necessities of life, uh, you know, if you, you use the restroom, um, it can give you difficulties. The ribs are they're, they're a funny, funny area, and trying to numb them is difficult because you, you don't want to be poking around the lungs with with uh, a needle. You know what I mean? So right. it's it's a it's it's a hard place to. Normally, we used to say, as as we always said, the, the needle is your friend. Well, that's not an area where it's too good about it. They've gotten a little better at it, from what I understand, but still, it's not something that you mess around with. So he's he's in a lot of pain, and it. To me, it looks like he's in pain when I watch him How long him rush. does that last? How long is it you expect it to last? Well, you don't know because I don't know the extent of the peck. Was it torn? Was it just se- slight separation? What was it? You know, I mean, we never really got any clarification. I it, I don't believe he had surgery. Now, he had surgery on the knee, though, and that can create a time-lapse problem for you because when you first come back from the knee, learning to be ex- how to accelerate and have power when you know that – yeah, you know, you just had something in your knee that was not, it's not there now. You know, it takes a little while to heal up and get that strength back. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I'm all, I wonder if, well, you, you can't shut him down because, you know, for a week or something, and unless he, you know, just can't go. But I don't know. I don't either. Um, so you're saying the peck and the rib are, are, uh, well, they're both linked. problematic. Is what I'm saying is I don't know the extent of what the peck was, you know, yeah. because I remember Tom but Beasley. I, I'm, I'm more worried about how my I, the question was more how how long uh, will the rib oh, take to heal? The the rib's going to take probably the rest of the season because is oh. when you remember when mm-hmm. he chased the guy down from behind and he clipped his heel and yeah. uh, knocked the runner down, which is a great effort. But you saw how he stretched out, landed on his ribs, and how that just you know that that stuff is going to okay. continue. You well, that was on the other it. side of his pec. That was on the other side of his pec. So right, doesn't look like they're connected. These no, injuries. I don't think yeah. they're connected. But what I'm saying is, those ribs, because of where he's at and how he plays and, and the things that he does, it, the ribs are just really difficult to protect. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of that. So, anyhow, we've solved that problem. <laughs> well, we actually haven't, but it's much like the kickers. We just move on. Right? <laughs> Wex, Absolutely. Wex, we got to ask you, too, one of the things we talked about in the first hour of the show, Cam Hayward and his uh, his oh, nomination right. for, for yes. Walter Payton Man of the Year. Obviously, we're you know we we're we're seeing this all through black and gold glasses. But fifth time he's been nominated, well over a decade of service here in Pittsburgh, where he played college ball in Columbus, where he grew up uh, outside of Atlanta and in Atlanta. It, it, it's about time to to get this over the line for Cam Hayward, isn't it? I, I know that there are certainly a lot of deserving candidates across the NFL, but fifth time a charm for for Cam Hayward to get his Walter Payton Man of the Year award. You know what? What I I love that it's a big deal to him and well to you too, Wes. Yeah, I I love that it's a big deal. Uh, Walter Payton was my favorite player growing up. That's the only jersey I have, so that's really why a Joe Green jersey wasn't going to fit in my drawer. <laughs> that's the only I still have it from when I was a kid. And that's um, awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Walter Payton meant a lot to me, and I'm glad it means a lot to Cam. And um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping uh, it's like a Hall of Fame vote 
anymore uh, with Alan Fanica or something. So it's really cool that everybody is chasing. I don't remember uh, Bettis uh, chasing it like Cam seems to be. You know, mm-hmm. Bettis won in 2001. Yeah. Have the Steelers had another guy since? Yeah. Well, first of all, Franco Harris won in 76. Uh, in 81, Lynn Swan won it. 79, Joe Green won it. So, uh, again, has anyone won it since? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about that. I kind of went backwards. Uh, well, this is time. Time is not of the essence with you, Wolf. You it? know what? Uh, really, time, there is no time. No, I'm, I'm timeless. You, you know what? Concussions make you timeless. You know, you're like, <laughs> how about Lex? Did you, Wes, did you hear the patience's voice? Oh, yeah. Like I said. <laughs> Listen, he's he's de- he's dealt with you a time or two over yes. the years, Wolf. Yes, yes, we have a long-standing history here. <laughs> well, I don't. I really don't remember uh, Bettis chasing it like Cam is, and I love that because it's not it. It's not like it's it's a Hall of Fame or MVP or or Pro Bowl voting or All Pro. This is a really cool award that doesn't mean all that much to. Uh, football wise right but it, it means everything character wise you know if you can win a walter payton award wow and you know i don't know i don't know anything about medicine but walter payton took an intense beating as a running back and kept right. coming back for more he he was a, a running back on a running team that had a line that struggled noah jackson was the only guy Buddha. he just he, he put himself through the rigors and he died young yeah. and you, you have to wonder as, as we talked about with, uh, Ironhead, yeah. you know, he carried, uh, 387 times his senior yeah. year at Pitt. Uh, how, how much of an effect does this have on, on, on yeah. these guys that these running backs that die young? Mm. So it's, you know, Walter, in my opinion, gave himself to the game mm. and, uh, Cam is, Cam is so, so much has so much character like Walter yes uh, and and is giving everything he has to the game and that that picture of him talking to George Pickens that's worth a million dollars too yes absolutely yeah. and Wex appreciate said. you brother but by okay. the way I'll leave you with one little little snippet I remember when we were playing the Bears uh we were in uh what was it we played in Chicago and uh Edmund Nelson came off the field remember Ed was defensive yeah. lineman right and Ed mm-hmm. comes and goes what's up with Walter? He goes, I go, what happened? He goes, I don't know. I tackled him. We got up. He pinched my butt. (laughs) (laughs) I I was laughing then and I'm laughing now. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like Walter, doesn't it? It does. Wax, thank you so much for your time, brother. Appreciate you. Take care, boys. All right. That's Steel City Insider, Jim Wexel, the Wexinator. And he's also, don't forget, On the Clock. That's the book that's out. You can get that at Amazon doom, and doom, doom, all doom, places. Yes, doom, exactly. So, doom, doom. so Wesley, we got to go to break, my my good man. Yes. All right, we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, well, I don't know, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, what have you, as we roll on here in the locker room, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. 
The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second down and four from the Pittsburgh 46. And this long pass. A great catch by rookie George Pickens inside the Browns 20 at the 18-yard line. What a play for the young man from Georgia. Of course, that's George Pickens doing it versus Cleveland. The Brownies. I know. Everybody's getting kind of out of get their shorts all in a bunch out of the fact that <laughs> George Pickens was sulking on the on the sidelines. I can tell you that goes on a lot more than you think. It just happened to be that they caught him coming off the field. And, you know, listen, I think I think Mike T just summarized it. You know, I'd rather say whoa, have to say whoa than sick him. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy, Wes, you know, um, you, you got that competitive spirit. You're in your hometown dome. You got hometown fans. Probably spent a lot on, on tickets and so forth. Um, I get it. I get it. Look, this is this, and this is what it is during the NFL. This is a teachable moment. Sure. You know, sure. this is just one of these situations. You saw Captain Cam come over and, and and get on his level, and I think words were probably shared there in a manner that such as it would be beneficial and helpful. And it's a teachable, as I said, a teaching moment. This is where coaching you know senior veteran leadership from the players this is big this and this is how the this is how you uh go about constructing a good locker room when you have guys coming up and are able to um you know talk a guy uh and and keep it help him keep his head in the game look you know he was targeted twice he got one catch for two yards it's but i don't have a problem with his deal it's just be professional about it. As long as he's not taking a bat to the Gatorade jug, all right? <laughs> as long as he's not disrobing and walking off the field, all right? Everything else is cool. You can teach it. At least he's extremely competitive. He wants the ball. Thank goodness for that. That's what you want. Now, how you handle it, as Mike Tomlin said, try to be more professional about it, and that's the thing. Yeah, and, you know, this is – Something we've seen from from George Pickens, and I don't I don't mean the the angry emotions. I mean the the competitiveness, the fire, the desire to to be a big part of what this team is doing. Um, I mean he's he's been like this since training camp, right? right. I mean we we yep. we watched him every day out there. You Max and I occasionally Moats as well too, right? When he'd when he'd feel like showing whenever, up. Whenever oh man, whenever Arthur decides. Everybody's to show up. everybody's catching strays in the locker room this week, baby. <laughs> um. This, I mean, since since the first week of, of camp in July, I mean, he wanted to go up against Akello and Cam Sutton and Minka and Levi Wallace and go one-on-one with these guys and compete and, you know, talk a little trash when he has success and go right back at them whenever they win a rep. He's got that dog in him, literally and figuratively, because right. he's a Georgia Bulldog, and he's got that dog in him. And that's all great. I, I don't think there's any need to, you know, my – my mom always says, Wolf, or, you know, used to say to me a lot of times when I was younger, you don't need to make a mountain out of a molehill, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard right. that expression before. Let your majors be major and your minors be minor. And this, to me, is is still a very minor thing. Now, if it starts to become a, a week-to-week habit, right, where where he's getting upset and, and, and visually so on the sidelines, then maybe it becomes a different conversation. But sure. for, for now, this That's is a great point. For now, this is a one-time thing. I know a lot of Steelers fans were quick to, oh my goodness, they got to nip this in the bud before this turns into Antonio Brown. Listen, we we are about twelve steps away from this turning into Antonio yeah. Brown. All right, yeah. um, I I understand why that still lingers and why there's a lot of football fans who just 
you know, and I'm using air quotes here. I know this is radio, so I got to paint the picture. A lot of football fans just don't want the diva wide receiver, right? But I would, I'm still a long ways away from from using that in anywhere around the discussion with George Pickens. He's a rookie. He's young. It's it's the first time something like this has has happened. I think you know you you have a quick conversation with him. We know Cam Hayward did. We saw that on the sideline. Hopefully, you know, again, it's 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 a it's a uh, it's a molehill, not a mountain. And this is just, you know, speaks to his competitive fire, but maybe you just got to, hey, you know, at, at times tone it down a little bit, at least publicly. Um, but I don't think at this point that there's that there's any reason to make it anything more than that. Oh, absolutely not. Look, the sidelines can get emotional. Absolutely. The game is emotional. It's passionate. It's people that are doing extraordinary things and probably things that are probably not so extraordinary. <laughs> Like, just, you know, the helmet-to-helmet clashing all the time. The fact of the matter is, Swan and Stallworth, I remember them. They wanted the ball. They were constantly coming up and talking to Brad, you know, and talking to Brad Sean saying, hey, you know, how about me, and blah, blah, blah. And so it went back and forth a lot. Um, but, again, it's just – and probably there's also something, too, where, you know, when, when every movement is and every emotion is checked on the sidelines by cameras and stuff like that, you know, it's a little bit different than from my time. Now they got 147 cameras out there, it seems like, every week. And they can, you know, they could find a bug sitting in the grass doing something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at this and I just go, okay, it's this teachable moment. This is how rookies become second-year players. This is how rookies become veterans because you start to grow and learn. And I hope that words were spoken that, uh, spoke to what what it was coming across like and also spoke to, hey, I love your passion. Keep that passion. Just understand this is not how you want to be seen on the sidelines right. because your teammates, they, you know, everybody wants to know your, your head's in the game, you're ready to roll. Okay? I mean, it's, yeah, I maybe you didn't get all the looks, the targets that you wanted, but you know what? You're ready to go because if you're called upon, everybody wants to know your your mind is in the game, not – on your your stats okay yes and i think with this young man his competitiveness just got a little out of control and but like you said if it, if it continues then it's a different conversation and you got to go about doing right other right if it, if so it becomes forth. a pattern then it then it certainly is a different conversation exactly you know so i don't i don't see the need to get all fired up about it right now right now is like okay you know good you you, you are competitive beautiful now just check it but again, it's teachable moments. That's all it ever is with young people. You got to have the good coaching and you got to have the good veteran leadership like you saw with Captain Cam going over and having some words. Yep. You know, Joe Green, <laughs> you know, uh he'd come over and uh, he would let you know if he, if he had something to if say. If you were out of line. Yeah, if you're out of line a little bit, you know, he he'd let you know. I remember when he and the Jack Lambert were nose to nose and almost started punching it out. Uh, and on the sidelines in Cleveland, you know, I mean, it, it just it does happen. You know, I know I've had uh, some emotional responses with coaches, my own self, you know, on the sidelines, and uh, you know, I was not worried about any targets. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't worried about getting the ball and showing off for your family. I no, you. no, no, no. Yeah, but but you're, you know, and listen, those those things can certainly happen in the locker room and on the field, and and you would know that, Moats would know that, Starks would know that. You know, I think there's even for you know 
five five foot ten, one hundred and fifty pound jabronis like me, Wolf. There's some examples too. You're not the, up to one fifty two. Well, yet. I think I'm actually yes, close. I think I'm closer to one sixty now. I'm after right. after Halloween and Thanksgiving, you just wait till I take down this Christmas ham. I tell you, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll be looking. I'll be looking like College West once again out here pushing one ninety, baby. Um, it's it's the same kind of. Any any family, right? You've had these types of art. You you have arguments. You have times right. where things get a little overly emotional with family, with friends. Or you call someone an idiot. They call you an idiot. You have disagreements. That doesn't mean you still don't love that person. All those no. different things. You at, at times that's just that's just a human element, right? At times our emotions do get the best of us, particularly when we're what 20 21 years old that that George Pickens is it, it, it happens it certainly does like i said i i don't think unless it becomes a pattern there's any more to it than hey he he's a young guy he had he had a you know a, an emotional moment where he was wanting to do more to help his team and like what you said a, a game that i'm sure we're all sure he had circled on the calendar it's fine you love the passion you love the competitiveness just uh you know, you've got those leaders in the locker room too to to make sure to to keep it in check as well too. I I don't think that there is you know much more to it than that, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and as I said, and I I started off by saying it's a teachable moment. That's all it is. You know, and I'm sure that uh, he has had some uh, discussions. You know, with uh, with with his position coach, he's had discussions with his head coach, and he's had discussions, obviously, because we caught it on camera with Captain Cam. So <laughs> all that is combined together, and I don't I don't worry about it. I think this young man just got to keep got to keep his passion, his his uh, you know his emotions checked between the lines there, you know, and just get the job done because he is going to be a great one. Yes. I really believe I that. I think so, so, too. Having said all that, it's time to roll on to the break as we are in the locker room here. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what may be the most significant part of what's going to tip this game in the Steelers' favor this weekend. Right here in the locker room, SNR. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jackson trying to escape and run for it. And he's got it more. Lamar Jackson down the sideline. Will they give it to him? They will. Touchdown, Baltimore. Indeed, Lamar Jackson. Uh, has been a pain in the keister for a lot of defensive coordinators over the years. There's no doubt about it. This guy, of course, is former uh, uh, most valuable player, uh, guy that can, you know, great running skills, great passing skills, obviously uh, a, a great performer, and quite possibly will not make the uh, game this weekend. Yeah. Wes, when you look at this, that that could be the single most defining part of this oh, weekend. Absolutely. That, you know, the, if he can't play. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of equivalent to the Steelers losing T.J. Watt, right? I mean, you just you, right. you look at the record with and without him, um, and there's 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 a big discrepancy there in how the team performs with, with one guy on the field and without one guy. And we know football is the ultimate team game, but at the same time, um, you know, your stars are your stars. Your most important performers are that for a reason. And Lamar Jackson, without a doubt, has has been that for Baltimore uh, ever since he, you know, 
took over for Joe Flacco. Now what, you know, it still doesn't seem that long ago, but I guess it has been, you know, what, about five years now since since he took over for Joe right. Flacco and led a Ravens team that was struggling all of a sudden to the playoffs. And, you know, like you mentioned, he's he's been a regular season MVP. He's won a playoff game. Uh, every year that he has been healthy, the Ravens have made it to the postseason. And, it you know, depending on how long he's out here, they are obviously 8-4 and four right now and in, in a good shape to, to make the postseason once again. I know Steelers fans have no love for Lamar Wolf because he's a <laughs> because he's a Raven and because the Steelers defense has done well against him. The Steelers have done much better against Lamar than than most of the defenses in the NFL. Um, but make no mistake about it, he is he is a talented quarterback. He is one of the best at his craft. He is going to whether it's in Baltimore or elsewhere get a large contract extension this off season um, for a reason, and that's because. He is he is tough to game plan. He is tough to slow down. He is tough to beat. And uh, yes, the Steelers have have maybe done that better than anybody else in the NFL. But you still there's no need to sugarcoat it. I mean, if Lamar is not out there for Baltimore on Sunday, that's a big loss for him, and that is certainly uh, something that the Steelers need to take advantage of. Exactly. So you've got Tyler Huntley who could step in and start, and most likely he's the guy that um, you know what the quarterback the uh, uh, the. Uh, the game last year, 13-10 overtime game, the Steelers won. He was brought in. I guess he played. Um, do I have that right? Am I wrong about that? Let's say that one more time. Uh, didn't Tyler Huntley? Yeah, he played yes. in the last yes, game. Yes, 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 yeah. he did. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. And they, they, were, they went into overtime and stuff like that. 13-10, I believe it was. And he owes T.J. Watt a sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> that gummit, that was a sack. You know, they... When he fumbled the, the snap and, and the ball was laying around the ground and he jumps on it and, you know, then he got the receivers going down the field and he tried to pick it up at first and then TJ hits him. You know, I, that was more of a sack, as I said before, I said last year, and you and I were talking about last year. And when, then when uh, Brett Favre went sliding into home plate in front of Mike Strahan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come on. Come you know, on. You know, and, but anyhow, regardless, uh, Ty, you know, Tyler Huntley not going to have to change – what they do they're going to still be the same sort of you know speed option uh rpo you know that sort of thing type of guy but he he quarterbacked a, a good drive against the denver bronx last week you know they what was a 91 yard td drive 16 plays in the final five minutes for a 10-9 win so the kid you know he's obviously going to be better than what we saw last year i think I think so too. He's more confident, more, you know, more comfortable, I should say, in their offense. And he's had, you know, it's it's not like he's a backup who's getting thrown out there. You know, he's seen the Steelers defense before. He's had his his string of starts last year. He's capable. He's he's not Lamar. Um, but you know, maybe kind of like what we have in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, there's there's a there's a capable backup, right? That that I don't think anyone thinks is, you know, going to Canton in one day or anything like that. Right. But capable knows the team, knows the organization, knows the task at hand. And I do think it's it's going to be one of those games, Wolf, where, you know, what defense, because it, it feels like it's going to be low scoring, you know, uh, low 20s, high teens type game that the Steelers have played a lot of lately. Um, and maybe it comes down to, you know, which defense can, can force the opposing quarterback into a mistake or into right. a turnover or can set up their offense in an opportune situation to get you over the top, to get you that extra touchdown. It is going to be one of those games where you better be buttoned up. You better be detailed, right? Because cause the minutia, I think, is going to be very important. It, it feels like it's going to be a, a sphincter-clenching type close one. <laughs> 
Sunday afternoon at Acrisure. Well, isn't that what Mike Tomlin referred to yesterday when he was discussing the uh, you know his uh, press conference when he said that December football is brings about one score games. You know, and you have to learn it. And, and you know, he's very colorful in his descriptions of it as the road narrows, which it is now narrowing for the Steelers because as we come down the last five games, it's uh, you know a situation where. You've got to you've got to win. You know what I mean? You got to win, and 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 it gets harder and tougher to do so. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But certainly, if Lamar Jackson can't play this weekend, that's a great great uh, step up for the Steelers. And um, I it it's, it's it always reminds me of one time uh, we were playing the Buff Bills, and I got moved out to tackle right because <laughs> oh boy yeah there and I got to play Bruce Smith right. Well on Tuesday. Uh, Bruce Smith uh, was on the injury report on Wednesday or Thursday. They came in after the locker room uh, w- was open, and we were just come off of practice. And a news guy comes up to me. And he's got the camera. He says, "You know, uh, uh, Bruce Smith has been ruled out of the game." And I was like, "Oh man, I'm disappointed. Really looking forward to playing against him this and that." And then your fist pumping as soon as they turn away. <laughs> well, yeah, the camera goes away, and Tunch Hilkin comes over to me. Tunch comes over and goes, "You lie." <laughs> <laughs> You lie like a rug. You, you, yes, you lie like a rug. It was so funny. And I was busted. I was That's just great. busted. It was That's just like, great. Oh. well, I want to thank you, Wes, for stepping in for, for Max. Max is uh, on the man. He's uh, been feeling a little bit uh, under the weather, but uh, I know that he's going to get some good chicken soup and he's going to be just right. fine. We'll, we'll hope we'll hope for his return to the lineup tomorrow. Yes, exactly. But if not, so. I'll be here. Exactly. And I will, of course, sit in for myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I do want to say thank you to all the folks that uh, make listening a part of their, their daily routine or even weekly routine. We we certainly appreciate it. We're humbled by it and hope that you get the information, you enjoy yourself, and it's a good time. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully, Max will be back. If not, Wes, myself, will be here in the, in the locker room, SNR.